Hey guys, hopefully you're going to notice me putting out some more short episodes that I have been procrastinating on and dwelling on and overthinking. And I have this endless stack of episodes and topics that I want to talk about. And they're never going to get done if I keep procrastinating and overthinking them. So I'm just trying to tell myself that anything is better than nothing. And hopefully this will be helpful for those of you who want things to be perfect. You may not like my podcast very much. So this will be an imperfect one as well, but I really have limited time. And so I'm going to just try to get it out there and I hope it's really helpful. So about two years ago, um, when I was agonizing about what to call the original podcast, one of the options I considered was using your story to help others. And I also considered many, many others. One was like struggling through and <laughs> things like that. But of course, I settled on Never Perfect with an ADHD psychologist. And so today, this is a very spontaneous episode. And I, of course, struggled with what to call this as well. I'm still undecided, but I'm a big believer in the process. And I want to tell you some of the titles I considered for today. And I'm still considering because it gives you an idea of the purpose and the theme of today. And I love all these titles. So here it is. Wanting others to have a better life than you had. Wanting others to avoid and learn from your biggest mistakes. Allowing others to learn from your pain and loss. Using your story as a life lesson for others. Using your mistakes to give others a head start. And I actually, when I was maybe 22 or 23, told a friend, um, Kyle, Kyle Horton, who's been on a couple of my podcasts, he's hilarious very big personality. Um, he was on some of my episodes about what is marriage for and do soulmates exist and things like that. But I told him that one of my goals in life is to try to anticipate regret and then prevent it. And Kyle is a very emotionally responsive person and he loved that. And I now realize that it would be perfectionistic to try to think that you could ever fully anticipate all regrets and prevent them. Um, now I'm more into the never perfect, but I do really like the idea of what pitfalls can we avoid in life? What huge mistakes can we avoid? And so I'm so inspired by a client who I've been talking to in the waiting room um, I want to, he inspired this podcast episode today, and I'll tell you that story. He sees one of the other counselors here who happens to be my mother, and he's always been chatty in the lobby, and he's been telling me a little bit more about his story recently. So I'm going to get back to that here in a second, but um, I just love people who want the best for others and that love others well enough to want them to learn um, their greatest lessons before they did. You know, I wanna teach you something I wish I had known 20 years ago. And, you know, to me, love is doing what's in others' best interest. And 
<clears throat> sometimes with our own grief and trauma, we can feel jealous of other people who had an easier life than we did. Sometimes people are jealous of their children because their children have in their minds a better life than they did. Um, but I have so much respect and admiration for those who really want others to have a better, easier life than, than they did and to learn from their mistakes. So anyway, I could tell you countless examples of people that have done that, but wanting others to avoid the pain and regret and mistakes that have cost you so dearly is a beautiful thing. So here are a couple stories to share quickly. And this episode's going to be short. So this man who I saw in the lobby today, I'm going to call him Bill for now. And as I mentioned, I've seen him over the years. He's just chatty and friendly, and I hadn't seen him for a very long time. And it feels like maybe six months or a year. And when I saw him a couple weeks ago in the lobby, he explained that he had been diagnosed with cancer and battling cancer. And again, he's about 65 years old. And he's not sure what the outcome of his battle with cancer is going to be, how much more time he has left. Um, I think it's unclear, but he has made so much progress in therapy over the last five to 10 years. I'm not really sure how long he's been in therapy, but it's been years. And he is trying to encourage his children and grandchildren to learn from his mistakes he has a history of alcoholism, and he implied that he felt like he was a pretty bad person for a long time. And I don't know those details, but I just know he has a lot of grief and regret for mistakes he made as a parent and as a person. And he's on a mission. I mean, he is so motivated to leave a legacy for his family. And, and he says he shares his story with people all the time in public. He's just really passionate about it. So I told him a couple weeks ago, I said, you should write your story down. And I said, maybe you could share it on my podcast sometime. And when I said that, he had a mixture of like excitement and maybe appreciation, but also anxiety come across his face because he's shy. And he said something like, I'm not sure I'm ready for that or brave enough to do that, but maybe you could share my story. And I said, well, if you want to write your story down, I will read it or share it. And maybe you'll change your mind and you'll be willing to share it yourself. So when he was back in the office today, he eagerly told me that he has been writing ferociously his story and he's loving it and he can't wait to finish it so he can let me read it. And then I think he's trying to decide whether he's going to just let me share it without him being here or he's going to come on. But I know it's going to be an inspiring story. And I just love his passion about wanting others to know the hope that he now has and the peace that he has. And I just am so thankful for anyone who is brave enough to share their story, because as you've probably heard me say, we all have a lot to teach and we all have a lot to learn. So that is Bill. We'll call him for now. The second story of someone who's willing to share their story of regret, loss, and pain to help others is a best-selling author that came to Chattanooga a couple of weeks ago to speak at two local schools. 
And I went to hear him both places. And his name is David McGee, M-A-G-E-E. And his book is called Dear William, A Father's Memoir of Addiction, Recovery, Love, and Loss. And he and his wife, Kent, both spoke at the first event that I attended. And they have they had three children and one of their boys died around age 21 from an accidental overdose. And their other son a year prior had almost died, but been resuscitated, um, but was in a coma for two days, even after they resuscitated him. And from the same addiction issue. And their daughter is um, has a history with eating disorder issues. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a few members of this family to talk with me. Hudson, the one um, who was in the coma, had said he would talk to me about his story. And their daughter, I'm drawing a blank, it's Mary something, um, said she would come talk about eating disorders, which I need to do. I have been meaning to have... Um, an episode on that topic for a long time. And, um, and then Kent and David, I'm hoping will also at some point be able to do an interview with me. So I'm excited. But basically, besides writing this best-selling book, they travel the country, maybe the world, definitely the country, trying to share with adults and adolescents more about the dangers of either prescription pill use or illegal drugs and just addiction in general, combination of alcohol, um, illegal drugs that are often laced with very dangerous, unregulated chemicals such as fentanyl. And their tragedy has in, you know, motivated them to try to help educate people to prevent others from going through the heartbreak and the devastation that they've been through. So I just am so thankful for people who want others to be spared the pain and loss and trauma that they've been through. So anyway, that is basically all I have to say. I am going to end with a quote, and it's actually a Bible verse. Hope I won't offend anyone. Um, I am a Christian, but I'm not trying to push any religion on people, but I've always loved this verse and it's so relevant to this topic. It's from 1 Peter 3, verse 13. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. (laughs) 